And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we're back, back for another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here to have another conversation that I'm hoping helps your business grow. So what is social venturing? I think a lot of you listening have probably heard about what it is and you might have some idea, but that's what we're going to explore today. I'm really looking forward to the topic. And, you know, before we get too far into that, today's episode of Startup Hustle is brought to you by the Economic Development Corporation of KCMO. That's Kansas City, Missouri, if you're not from my hometown. And then they are a great supporter to dreamers and doers. They're doing great work through a variety of programs, including Launch KC, several industry-focused accelerators based here in Kansas City, uh, you know, one we're talking about today is their new social venture studio. You can learn more about how KCEDC supports growing businesses. You can visit edckc.com to learn more. There's a link in the show notes if you, in case you're wondering. Now, with me today, I've got Jim Erickson, and Jim is the Director of Strategic Initiatives at the Economic Development Corporation of KCMO. That's what EDC stands for, Economic Development Corporation. Most big cities have something similar, and they do some really amazing stuff here. Now, if you're interested in applying for the social venturing studio that's going on, you can go to keystonedistrict.org. Once again, don't worry about trying to figure out how to spell that. There's a link in the show notes that's going to make that fast and easy. Well, without further ado, Jim, welcome to Startup Hustle. Matt, thanks for having me on. Great to be here. Yeah, I'd like to start a conversation today with a little bit of backstory about you. And also, you know, like, like I mentioned, most cities have an economic development you know, something. And that looks different all around. And I, you know, maybe what that looks like for us here in Kansas City. Yeah, absolutely. Starting with me and moving on to EDC. You know, I graduated from the, the finest university in the land, the University of Kansas. And um, here, here. And <laughs> rock chalk. <laughs> um, along with my my wife, Anne. And, you know, our careers really started out overseas where, you know, we spent some time in Thailand, South Africa, and Egypt. Uh, myself working as a political and economic analyst and also lecturing at uh, various universities and my wife uh, working in economic research. And so when we moved back, uh, I happened upon, you know, opportunity at the EDC and I've really been in economic development in Kansas city um, really ever since. And so that's been uh, about seven years now, um, you know, about the EDC, you know, you, you kind of mentioned it, that we are an entity that supports the dreamers and the doers and, Historically, we've kind of done that through our, our two uh, most notable faces. Our land development side works with develop we work with developers to uh, build buildings in our in our city, and then also on the business development side, where we support uh, existing businesses, make certain they're happy and growing here in Kansas City, and also uh, work with partners on the business attraction front. Uh, where where strategic initiatives comes in is you know we've historically kind of relied on these naturally occurring pipelines for the business and land development sides of our house. And what we decided 
uh, several years back as an organization is that we wanted to be proactive. And that's why we set up a series of strategic initiatives like Launch KC uh, to facilitate um, a growing pipeline for um, those existing sides of our house, business and land development. Um, also, EDC Loan Corps as well. But that's kind of the the idea behind strategic initiatives. And so you know, lately, EDC has been doing a lot of great work really in the, on the ground level supporting these uh, supporting development in Kansas City. Yeah, I appreciate everything that you're doing. And if you're a longtime listener, this isn't the first time you've heard about EDC KC. If you've watched Startup Hustle TV, you've seen them being a supporter of us. And, you know, once again, if you're a longtime listener, you've not only heard us talking about the different cohorts or industry specific, uh, you know, accelerators, essentially, you've launched, we've seen InsureTech, HealthTech, um, there's more. Uh, we've had several of the companies on and, uh, you know, also watched your organization evolve because at one point uh, it was about giving out grant money, basically. And then you guys stepped that up in a way that I've been very vocally supportive of because you, uh, in the last cohorts that we mentioned, you've also found corporate partners that had the ability to invest and support in the different companies that were involved. And I, I think that's great because, I mean, grant money is awesome, but having partners is, and some money is even better. And, you know, I, I'm not sure if that's the approach with social venturing. Now, when we talk about a social venture, which is also known as social enterprise, it's an understanding by a firm or organization established by a social entrepreneur that seeks to provide systematic solutions to achieve a sustainable social objective. Wow, man. What does that mean? And like, what does that mean in, in Kansas City? Yeah, I, I think the answer starts by taking a quick step back at, you know, why Launch KC was created in the first place. You know, uh, yes, about seven years ago, we took an honest look around at our peer cities and we had an entrepreneurship gap. We had a, we were absolutely trailing in the amount of promising startups that were um, being created in our community. And so we, you know, sought to find a space that we could intervene, we could uh, stand up a program. And so Launch KC was designed to support uh, promising entrepreneurs early on, um, addressing needs such as, you know, access to early stage capital, uh, particularly non-dilutive capital, uh, which is the case in our grants competition, um, and to help solve that that need. And now here we are a few years later, and uh, this year we should cross our 100th company, 100th promising startup supported here in Kansas City. And so, you know, when you look at what Launch KC is trying to do, we're trying to stand up um, industry. We're trying to provide as much support to startups as we possibly can. Um, you know, you're correct that uh, early on we did that through a grants competition. Uh, we've since um, stood up several accelerator programs. And now our, our team's really asking, does it need to be an or? Does it need to be grants or accelerators or can it be grants and accelerators? And so that's something that the Launch KC team and the EDC and the downtown council are really exploring and see if we can do both. Um, but particular to your question, um, we have stood up uh, accelerator programs in specific areas where Kansas City has a strategic advantage. You mentioned um, financial technology, insurance technology. Um, what we were doing with social venturing is taking an honest look and seeing what is Kansas City good at. Kansas City is known as a city with a heart. I think we've all seen the uh, the KC Heartland campaign over the last uh, year plus, and that wasn't uh, created in a vacuum. That was created after a pretty enormous listening tour led by the Kansas City Area Development Council and several regional partners to find out what Kansas Cityans thought about themselves and to find out what 
uh, the United States thought about Kansas City, and that's where the Casey Hart really came in. And what better way to uh, to demonstrate that that's real than standing up a program like Social Venture Studio? You know, social venturing, like you mentioned, it's it's not um, you know a normal company with a good CSR fund. That's great. Um, it's not just a company with a good you know marketing focus on the the good that they do. It's a company that simultaneously prioritizes profit and sustainability and also social good. Social good is baked into their, their cake. And, you know, one prominent example that I always like to cite, um, you know, partially because they're very involved in the program is, is Thelma's Kitchen. You know, they are putting up a sustainable model to help address food insecurity on Kansas City's east side. It's a pay it forward food concept. Uh, but the key here is they aim to uh, create profit for sustainability. And so that's kind of the essence of what a social venture is. It, they have to run their business. They have to be sustainable and have those revenue streams. But also the core mission has that social impact. I feel like over the last 10 years, I've seen a lot more evolution in the social venture and social entrepreneurship world, meaning like you can make a profit and do good, you know, not just, you know, be the quote, not for profit that lives on incoming donations, grants, and stuff like that. I'm, there's no problem with that kind of organization. In fact, thank you for so many of you that work at places that have that kind of social mission. Now, on the flip side of that, uh, you talk about creating sustainability and, you know, sales, revenue, and different stuff. I mean, there's a whole lot of things out there. I mean, I've seen everything from platforms that um, help you organize your not-for-profit business and stay compliant with a lot of stuff to organizations similar to my Startup Hustle co-host, uh, Lauren Conaway with Innovator. And, you know, like Lauren started that as, that was a Facebook group. And, you know, like all of a sudden a bunch of people join it and she's like, hey, you know, now with that, um, you know, Lauren's been pretty open about some of the challenges that come with that because, you know, you got You have to create that that sustainability, and you know these things continuing to move on is a really good thing. Now, if you're interested in getting involved in the social venturing studio and the cohort, you have till March 30th to apply. Now, while these companies are primarily Kansas City and Midwest based, you can apply from anywhere. They just want to see you come and participate in our economy here in Kansas city, which by the way, you know, for, for being the, like the, almost the 30th biggest market, we have a remarkably sophisticated startup scene compared to other, other cities, our size. And I think that so much of that has to do with organizations like launch KC, you talk about getting a hundred startups moving forward and, and there's other stuff here too. You know, we've got the Kauffman foundation, pipeline entrepreneurs, digital sandbox, and, and you start putting these things together. And a lot of the entrepreneurs have the ability to kind of, it's kind of like step to step to step. And, you know, it, there's a lot of support and really in the end, that's what entrepreneurs and startup founders need is, is, um, you know, kind of basically, I don't quote the Catholic church often, but they say time, talent, or treasure, uh, all of which are very useful, uh, for startups, you know, and that's the same thing. And, you know, that's kind of one of our missions here at startup hustle is to tell the quote real story of, of entrepreneurship. So, you know what, before we get too far into this, cause I know this is always a hot topic. So how are you ensuring or, are looking at, creating a diverse group 
of founders for this cohort. Absolutely. And that is something that's uh, critical to the Launch KC mission. It's critical to the Economic Development Corporation and the Downtown Council, uh, the two organizations that came together to uh, create Launch KC uh, several years back. But, you know, I, I think I can answer that in a couple of ways. You know, one, you look back at, at what we've done and right now our portfolio uh, sits at about 55% of our founders for the companies that have gone through launch are women are minority led. And uh, there's a little nuance here. We're proud of that number in that it greatly outpaces Kansas City business ownership in general. And so the needle's absolutely moving. But at the same time, uh, more than 55% of our community is women are minority. And so that probably outpaces most communities because that's, I mean, that's a, been a topic we've discussed here on the show. Most recently, myself and Donald Hawkins, the founder and CEO of Kenley, about some of the challenges. I mean, it's a, I mean, it's not Donald's a, a good friend of Launch Casey. Yeah. And this mm-hmm. is, I mean, these are just stats that, you know, these are, I mean, this is, this is more than half of the, of the population when you put it together. And, and, but yet when it comes to a lot of access to capital uh, investment from VC and stuff like that is certainly not a half and half. A hundred percent. And yeah, what, what entrepreneurs in general face is, is just overwhelming. I, we get to work close enough to entrepreneurs. I am, I am not personally uh, <laughs> worthy of that label, but I see what, you know, they go through in the best of circumstances and it's tough. And you know, what, what women and minority entrepreneurs go through is even a step further um, for us, I think what we've done good at is um, historically uh, the selections process. We've we've been able to find talent, uh, but what we are really working on uh, moving forward and how we can take that next step, ensuring that we have um, a portfolio of launch companies that adequately looks like the community we serve, is to make certain that we are uh, investing in our pipeline. Uh, how are we reaching out to uh, diverse entrepreneurs, you know, what are we doing, you know, before the the application even opens. And I think that's what our area of focus is in. Um, you know, we know there's a, a fairly large focus on that for our social venture studio, and we're excited to um, start looking at some of these applications and, and see what, what we come up with for a cohort. But we're very excited and, and very confident that we're going to continue in that right direction. So if I go to, uh, if I go to, uh, KeystoneDistrict.org. Once again, link in the show notes as well as a link to all the stuff that that Jim's organization works on. So if I if I'm applying as a founder, um, what first off, what does that look like? And uh, you know, let's let's go through the whole process. You know, so obviously I go to KeystoneDistrict.org right there on the homepage. I can begin to apply up to March twentieth, March thirtieth, twenty twenty. By the way. Go to this site anyway, as well as the EDKC, uh, EDCKC. By the way, say that five times in a row really fast. So, yeah, <laughs> we, we've joked about that on air before. But, but with that, you guys are constantly doing things. So, if this isn't the right fit for you, I want you to still keep an eye on what's going on here because there could be something else down the road. But so, I go to the site and I apply. What do I need to apply? Like, what is like what kind of companies are going to qualify? Absolutely. And this is, I think the biggest question of this is what is a social venture? Mm-hmm. Uh, different people define that differently. Um, you can be for-profit or non-profit. The, the key defining factor okay. is that sustainability uh, that you're creating revenue streams to uh, support your, um, your mission. And companies need to have a thorough understanding of if they are a social venture. Um, and that's not a term that is universal yet. That's not something that a lot of existing social ventures even understand about themselves at times. 
And so what we're doing is very innovative. Uh, it's, it's very nationally unique, which is great. But at the same time, when you're starting something new like this, uh, these are the types of issues that you run into. This isn't something that has really taken off in the United States. You know, in my experience overseas, uh, social venturing is a, it's a much bigger piece of the economy. And so we're really hoping to really start that conversation here to, to apply, um, go to the website and it kind of walks you through that. There's an application period. Um, and we're excited to announce the, the cohort, um, in the coming months and, you know, programming will begin and everything will be finished within this calendar year. And what we're really going to be excited about is that, that demonstration day where we get to show Kansas city and introduce Kansas city to, um, this next generation of social ventures and really start, uh, showing Kansas city what the impact of social venturing can be on this community. So there's a, there's a lot of interesting buzzwords like, okay, social venturing, impact investment, cause uh, capitalism, social venturing, like a lot of the stuff, is that stuff basically the same? Is it all in the same, in the same region? If we have to put it on a map, I know it's not all the same because I mean, I'll be the first person to tell you that regardless of, of what founder or company you look at, they're all like snowflakes. They all have different, they all have, they're, they're all unique in nature, but you know, there are things that are somewhat adjacent. So you know, you know, I'll start answering that by bragging on the group of people that we've assembled to execute this program. It's such a niche industry. It's, it's, it's highly technical. And I think that we have some of the best social venturing experts in the United States on this program. And that's, and I don't even feel like that's a, a bold statement when you look at who's on it within our, our own conversations, we struggle to answer that question from time to time. Uh, but ultimately, you know, what we what we've settled on is we want to find companies uh, that have simultaneously uh, achieved profit and sustainability while also having that social mission at an equal playing field. Um, so profit and purpose at the same level. Um, and in our case specifically, we're looking for social ventures that address social, racial, and or environmental issues in Kansas City. That was my next question is environmental, mm-hmm. uh, social, because I mean, it, it is, it impacts society. Mm-hmm. I, if I have to get, what is that fanatic or is that different? I don't know. I'm not that smart folks. I just, I, I know how to make money. So I passed that. I, I'm not, I'm not good at a whole lot, <laughs> but yeah. So, all right. So, so environmental will fall into it. Obviously things that, that work for the greater good of society. Um, I mean, honestly, man, that's a pretty, for those of you listening, this is a pretty, this is a pretty broad door, like come state your case. And I think that's probably the most important thing, right? State your case. Tell us, tell us why, you know, you should be involved and, and what you're doing to change it. Now, can a business at any stage apply? Cause some of the, we talked a little bit about creating revenue and sustainability. If you haven't created revenue yet, are you still a candidate? Uh, yes. Um, if, if you have a compelling case that you're well on your way uh, to the sustainable revenue streams, uh, we are looking for early stage companies. Um, but yeah. I mean, you, you mentioned kind of those areas. It's, it's ambitious to you know, address social, racial, or environmental issues, but there's different ways you can do that. It could be that your product itself, um, you have an invention that helps make the air cleaner. Okay. That's an environmental sure. um, company, but also what if you are committed to hiring populations that have historically found it difficult to achieve jobs. You know, for example, there's a, um, an ice cream spot, um, I believe in Prairie village called the golden scoop and they uh, employ people with mental, uh, mental handicaps, um, within our community. 
And that would, in some ways, qualify as a social venture. They're, they're providing opportunity. Uh, there's another one that's been contemplated, and I won't speak too far offhand on this because I don't know how far along uh, they are if they want me speaking on it, but it's a company um, that is really centered around this idea of hiring the unhirable, finding folks that may have had their first job opportunity, or this may be their first job opportunity. They may be, you know, in some form of the correctional process or an ex-felon, folks that have historically, again, not been able to find jobs and they want to create a for-profit business, uh, hire these folks and also provide wraparound services on site. And so that, that in and of itself, even though their, their core business uh, might not be that social, racial, environmental good, uh, how they go about executing it absolutely is. And so again, social venturing, it's kind of, like you said, it's state your case. You know, how sure. are you a social venture? How is your business, whether through uh, the product you're delivering or through the way you're delivering it, how are you addressing social, racial, environmental uh, change in Kansas City? You heard it, folks. Bring the heat. State your case. Let's grow KCMO. This is the Economic Development Corporation of KCMO's tagline, and it represents how they work with businesses, large, small, just starting, ready to locate and grow in our great city. You can learn more at edckc.com. You know what? While you're here, thanks for all the support. Like you, we've the, several years in a row. You guys have partnered with us and full scale, the company that I work, that my day job is at, and we've done some cool stuff together and I appreciate that. And, you know, I think that a lot on a lot of days, um, entrepreneurs and the quote ecosystem that comes with it, don't stop to say thanks to, well, we don't always thank the government and its institutions in some regards, but you know, that I think that that's, uh, you know, it's important. And I think that, you know, if you look, if you ask any entrepreneur to look back at their own timeline and there are marks and points in which they received help, input, advice, mentoring, partnership, any of it. And, you know, I, as I, I can look back at my own timeline and say, you know what, like that really had a pretty significant impact on even if it was just a conversation with someone that said one thing to me, like I remember at one point I'm, I'm in Times Square in New York and I'm a guy from Kansas city. So I'm, this is my first time ever in Times Square. I stop in an office. I'm talking to, talking to a guy who, by the way, I said, what's this business across the hall from me? He said, that's some company called snap. They're new. It was Snapchat. You know, I was like, what do they do? He's like, I don't know if they know yet. But anyway, so this guy said to me, he said something to me. His name was Kurt McDonald. And Kurt, thank you for sharing this. He said, Matt, what's what's easier, trying to climb the mountain by yourself or asking those on top to pull you up? And I left that conversation and I've never, like, I still quote that to this day. And some of you quote me saying that. I, that wasn't my quote, but like it changed my perspective on things because you really should be looking up and yelling, Hey, can I get a hand? And that's exactly what you guys are doing. And, and, you know, and the whole thing. So I'll jump in right there and say that's something we're very passionate about. It's, it is a little bit unusual for uh, EDCs nationwide to address entrepreneurship to the level uh, that the EDC has. And it's a very deliberate reason why is we believe in the power of entrepreneurship. We believe that, you know, Kansas City does very well in business attraction. We absolutely punch above our weight. We do a great job of taking care of existing businesses and making certain that they have the tools to succeed. But when you talk about delivering the amount of jobs to the community that need to be delivered, entrepreneurship 
absolutely has to be front and center to that strategy. We know that we're a lot more likely to grow our next Cerner's and Burns McDonald's and economic engines and great Kansas City stories through our entrepreneurship uh, than any other way. And so that's why EDC has made a longstanding commitment to entrepreneurship. And that's why that we've worked with the downtown council, uh, the Keystone Innovation District and others to make certain that Launch KC is at a level where it needs to be to support entrepreneurs. Because like I said earlier, I'm, I'm close enough to entrepreneurs to see the battles that they fight every day. It is just amazing what people can endure. And so if we can support these folks early on, we know that the ramifications on Kansas City in the long run are going to be huge. And so that's why we're, we're proud to support uh, full scale. We're proud to support uh, Kansas City entrepreneurs in general. You know, one of the things that a lot of people are familiar with when it comes to marketing or storytelling is the quote story brand. And once you, once you learn it, you, it ruins any movie for the history uh, for all of time, because you realize that all good stories that Hollywood puts out follow this. And I'm not going to get into the whole thing. So no spoiler alert needed, but it really does involve having a guide, you know, and I, it's fine. I'm not a star Wars nerd. Sorry. If you are, don't, comment to me about how that was somehow the wrong thing to say, but you know, you look at like, I always use this as an example because it feels so universal. You know, Luke Skywalker has a guide and Obi-Wan and Yoda and like all these people that kind of show him the way. And um, you know, that's the, I think that that's just such a key thing for entrepreneurs. Like you can't do it by yourself. I mean, you, you, you can try, but in the end it's once again, it's how it's what's easier climb, climb it by yourself or ask people to pull you up. And that's, I don't know, there's a lot of stuff out there, you know, regardless of where you're listening now, you know, it's kind of crazy. We had people listen to this show in 181 countries in 2021. So, you know, you mentioned an international, um, and an international thing. And while we're mainly talking about Kansas city, if you're not able to get here and participate in this, I want to encourage everyone to look around because, um, most is it fair to say that most cities that are like at least like top 50 market sizes have something going on in them that helps support entrepreneurs? I know some way more than others, but I mean, the, the idea of economic development is a pretty worldwide thing in general, right? Absolutely. And oftentimes the private sector delivers, you know, and 2015, we looked around and said that was not something that our market had delivered, which is why we stepped in uh, in the Kansas City context. But absolutely, in my experience overseas and uh, an understanding of other cities nationwide, absolutely. Cities that are growing and thriving, the cities that you know get tossed around all the time as these ideal cities, they are all supporting entrepreneurs almost universally. Yeah. And it's, uh, I, I do always, uh, you know, I'm such an advocate. So I, I, one of the five schools that I dropped out of was Kansas University, but it's the one that I claim that I actually went to. But, you know, it's, it's an Ivy League school, I think. It, um, you know, very, very difficult. Um, said most, almost no one, but, <laughs> but no, but it's a, you know, there's a, a sense of pride. Um, my, my family has an entrepreneur store, uh, entrepreneurship is several generations deep, dating back to 1870. Uh, here in Kansas City. Now, so for me, it's kind of like I kind of grew up around that and you know, that was a dairy business and turned into some other things. But when you, you know, when, I mean, so what's so special about Kansas City to you? You know, like why focus on Kansas City's entrepreneurs? 
you know, I've always felt that Kansas City is a mix between, you know, this is going to sound cliche, but um, small town values, really a city with a heart. And also we punch above our weight in a lot of areas, uh, which has always been exciting. I mean, and, and there's, there's community here that you don't always find. I mean, I, I saw the other day when the uh, Chiefs were playing and I think it was the divisional round, 90% of TVs were on that. It was because, sure, it was because of football, but there's there's a deeper sense of Kansas City pride and people getting excited about something. And, you know, in today's day and age, there's a lot of division in our our society. It's It's neat to see a place like Kansas City come together on these types of things. So that's something that I've always seen uh, from Kansas city, you know, really is that city with a heart. Um, but for entrepreneurs, I think, you know, we, we have the same business advantages we have across the, the board. It's, you know, relatively lower cost of doing business. It's, I don't know how to exactly say this, but it's a lot easier to get access. I mean, if I'm in New York city and I'm a entrepreneur with a small company, am I going to get in front of the top 20 CEOs in New York? Don't probably know that not, I am. Probably but, not. In Kansas City, if you just emailed half of them, they'd probably take your email and get a coffee with you. I mean, it's, yeah. that's that's something special that I think we afford entrepreneurs. Um, and, you know, you, we refer to that as Midwest nice. Yes. Which, which by the way, is a good thing and not, yes. sometimes not a good thing, too. Because, like, you know, like, I love that part. But at the same time, like, sometimes if you're candid with people, super excited about it. Exactly. So, but I, I'm just a firm believer that sometimes the best thing you can do is just tell someone the truth. You know, like sometimes the best move is to not do something, but I get myself in, I, I get myself in enough trouble. With that I, I lived own. in the Middle East, so I can really appreciate direct communication. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, some, some of that for me was early. I worked for, for a company called Roland and Roland's the world's largest maker of electronic musical instruments. It's a Japanese company. And uh-huh. you want to talk about direct, man. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, it's pretty, it's, it's a very interesting approach because if you're going to be in a meeting and like with Japanese culture, like, and you, you just say something dumb it's you should maybe expect someone to literally say, Hey, that was a pretty dumb comment. So let's move on. You know, like if you do that here, like people would be crying. You'd probably be apologizing for a week different stuff. So, you know, one thing I didn't ask is how many, how many companies do you expect to, uh, do you expect to bring in to the social venture studio? I think we're targeting five for this first okay. cohort. You know, we, we really want to make certain that the first year we not only do something great for the so, social ventures that go through the program, but that we also stand up a program. You know, we, we know this is going to be proof of concept in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways, this is a startup. Um, so we can grow this and really establish something special here in Kansas City. And, you know, I'll, I'll be honest about our ambitions. We hope that, that we can create a model um, and where other cities take a look at the power of social venturing. And so it's important to really deliver quality on this first cohort. Um, but, you know, we, we think we have something very powerful here. Companies that go through this are not reliant on philanthropic or governmental dollars. Oftentimes, they are, they're creating a business uh, model uh, that can su- succeed sustainably where other models within that same space have been relying on those philanthropic or governmental dollars. And so think of the impact if we're able to stand up 5, 10, 30, 100 social ventures here in Kansas City, and all of a sudden, all these social, racial, or environmental issues that either weren't being addressed or maybe were being un- addressed in a, a non-sustainable way, completely relying on a limited pool of philanthropic or governmental dollars. Now they break away from that. And now other um, causes that do rely on philanthropic or governmental dollars can, can 
be part of a smaller playing field. I mean, just, just that piece alone can be very powerful with, with our social ventures. So I should, I should have asked this before the 32nd minute, but what, what do I get if my company is, is accepted in the social venture studio? Like, what does that mean for me as a founder and for my company? Absolutely. Um, a, a few things, you know, first and foremost, uh, non-dilutive uh, capital, which every early stage company needs. Uh, we're, we're well aware of that. Uh, and we have um, you know, raised sufficient funds for that uh, that to occur. Uh, we have a great programmatic piece. We have some of the best social venturing minds, like I said, in the United States as part of this program. And they're going to be intimately involved with the programmatic piece that will occur over um, the summer months and into the early fall. Um, and also, you know, access, you know, it's, it's important, like I said, for early stage entrepreneurs to be connected with who they need to be connected with. And through our uh, programming and through our, uh, the folks that are involved in this program, we can deliver that. So if you're not familiar, non-dilutive capital means money in the bank, no shares going out. So that's like, I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's uh, a, a pretty strong type of support. Um, when it comes to, you know, I, I've, do you have some people that you'd like to do, that we'd like to mention that are going to be involved? I, I, you know, just sounds like you've got some some pretty interesting people involved. I don't know if it's too early for that. If it is, feel free to tell me. But oh, absolutely. I think I'll you know first and foremost mention um, you know two people that are very involved in the program. Uh, Father Justin Matthews of Reconciliation oh, yeah. Services and he's been on Kitchen. the show before. Yep. yep, we call him Father Startup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The only, the only priest to have been on the show at any point. So, okay. Yeah. Priest at the same time, he is one of the better uh, business minds that, that I've come across. Yeah. Uh, good friend, Drew Eanes, um, recently moved over to J.E. Dunn. Um, he's a big part of this as well. Um, so Launch KC was, is a joint initiative of the Economic Development Corporation and the Downtown Council. Um, but we've also brought on the Keystone Innovation District um, to help with programming and uh, they played a huge role in making this possible as well. Kevin McGinnis has Correct. been a guest twice, I believe. Yes, um, Kevin McGinnis. And then and f- formerly running the, the guy that ran the Sprint Accelerator. Yes. Yeah. And for a long time too, like I believe over a decade for a yeah. while. And, and is currently involved in building an innovation district here in Kansas City. And you talk about well, that. That's a social venture on a lot of days uh, in many regards. He's trying to change the shape of neighborhood in many ways. And um, you know, it's been a, been a lot, been a lot of work and a lot of work. I mean, all this is a lot of work. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, Father, Father Justin was, uh, we might have to have him back. Maybe we'll have founder confessions or something. So um, mm-hmm. that might take hours to do it <laughs> like that. It could take forever. Like, you know, uh, and I'm not sure I want to air mine actually, now that I think about it, are you allowed to swear in front of priests? Is that is that is that okay? Is that allowed? I'm gonna we pretend just, I didn't hear the question. We'll just have Father Justin back on. Exactly. We'll, we'll do it. We'll we'll run down a list of yes or no words that we can use. Well, I'll say this: He's a great guy to share whiskey with. So. <laughs> um, uh, most, yeah. most priests are, but uh, that's okay. So, all right. Well, we got to mention a few others. Uh, yeah, please. Jacqueline Erickson Russell is doing a great job. No relation to me, by the way. Um, is doing a great job. Uh, doing program management for a lot of what we're doing. Uh, the downtown council, uh, Mike Hurd and uh, Tommy Wilson, uh, Bill Dietrich, and also um, EDC's Jim Malley um, yeah. playing a big role. And so, Jim's, yeah, been, Jim's been on the show before too. Oh, yeah. 
I, I believe that this it's well, I, I just need, you know, viewership. Uh, to top his episodes, why bragging well, rights around the, the audience? Is, it's kind of actually, it's funny because it's always a popular topic. So you know, we get one hundred and thirty-five thousand, one hundred and fifty thousand downloads a month now. Which, uh-huh. but when Jim was on, was about a third of that. So by default, the safety in numbers, they just kind of they'll consume it. More people to consume it when they first. Well, come he doesn't out. need to hear that part. Oh, I think we should totally tell Jim that. I think we should actually maybe even like do an episode about it just cause. No, Jim's a good sport. And he's, uh, he's been on with, uh, gosh, has he been on more than once? Yeah. It's, it's interesting cause, uh, and I, and it drives me nuts. Like I mentioned before we started recording, I've probably done about at least 600 of these myself. And tell you what, it gets hard to kind of keep track of them. 600 of anything is kind of a lot. Yep. So I, uh, yeah, I try to, I, I, I'm intentionally not going to in-person events ever again, because I'm afraid I'm going to just see like 50 people that might've been on the show and they'll be like, good to see you. And I'll be like, okay, wait, uh, but no, we've, you know, part of our mission with startup hustle, which has been interesting is, is kind of similar to yours. And in, in the regard that, you know, we want to tell the real story of entrepreneurship and try to be guides to those that want to follow in our footsteps. But I mean, this whole show started with the first several hundred episodes. I mean, there was maybe two people that want, were on the show that weren't from Kansas City. And then, um, you know, the pandemic forced us into a virtual world. And with that, we said, you know what, like this is this is people are listening to the show everywhere. So we started, you know, throwing it out everywhere. And you just, you never know when things are going to go well, folks, but thank you so much for the support. And once again, for the support of EDC Casey. So, you know, I like to end my episodes of Startup Hustle with what I call the founder's freestyle, but we'll take a, a, a little, a little pivot from that. And I say my episodes, cause I want to make sure that you tune in to the weekly episodes that are by Lauren Conaway, um, who sometimes joins me for an episode here and there, usually to talk about uh, a new city's top startups. But Lauren is has a weekly spot, if you haven't figured that out yet. And uh, she's the founder of Innovate Her. Go to InnovateHerKC.com. Or uh, tune in weekly as Andrew Morgans, the founder of Marknology, talks all about Amazon and e-commerce and a lot of stuff. And you know, our startup hustle family has grown much like the number of, of businesses that you've supported. And once again, today's episode of startup hustle is brought to you by the economic development corporation of Kansas city, Missouri, which we call Casey Mo. If you're in the Casey boundaries, you can find out who is your business development officer at edckc.com. So they encourage you to connect with these folks and, you know, they're making a big difference in the business community. Now I mentioned the founders freestyle. This will be a little different. We'll just change this to the social venturing studio freestyle and kind of end episodes by, I don't know, what do we miss? Did we, what do we not talk about or, or, or what are some of the things that were really key from today's conversation that we want to make sure uh, people understand again, uh, along with the understanding that there's links to all of this in the show notes, people. So scroll down. And by the way, while you're down there, hit that fifth star on the review, because that'll make me happy too. <laughs> you know, I, I don't think we missed anything other than you know, the power of this is is enormous. You know, we, we run accelerator programs uh, for industries that we really want to enhance here in Kansas City. It enhances that space in our economy and how cool would it be if Kansas City uh, became known as a city, as a hub, as the single national leader 
for social venturing. That's, that's really what our ambitious goal is. But with the people that we have involved in this program, um, that's in sight. And, you know, I, I probably also should have said this before the 39th minute of the episode, but, um, (laughs) you know, we, we have incredible partners all around. Um, none of this is possible without, um, generosity of the Sunderland foundation. Uh, they've just been tremendous. Um, they've been supportive and, and really helped us, uh, as a partner. Uh, and so we certainly are appreciative of them and, and everyone involved. So for me, I think when I look back at this episode, you know, I first off just say thanks. Um, you know, I mean, here in my hometown, I, I just want to support anybody or anything that supports entrepreneurs, you know, like whether it's social venturing or insurance technology or anything else, like, as I mentioned, you know, if you can get a hand and you can get input, you can accelerate your path to getting to where you need to be. You know, I talk to people occasionally that seem resistant to that stuff and you shouldn't be, you know, like there's, um, if you ever at any point think that you haven't learned or you've learned all you need to learn, then you've learned to not be that smart to be honest. So and I'm just being honest. Like, so there's always like these kind of programs, uh, just in general, accelerators, all of that, they're here for the greater good of entrepreneurship. And the trickle down effect of that is, is good for local economies. And, you know, as an entrepreneur, and if you're an entrepreneur, you want to be one, I, I don't need to spend much time, uh, you know, going over the importance of that. I think a couple other things that, you know, stand out as, you know, Jim left a pretty broad door open for those of you, like state your case, you know, take a shot. Uh, I think it was Wayne Gretzky is famous for saying you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. And, you know, when it comes to funding or accelerators, really any of that stuff, you know, you gotta, you gotta take a shot and try to get in it. And I talk to people all the time that have gotten into X, Y, or Z program. And they'll tell me, so, you know, I'll reach out because I, I take a little time each day to, by the way, I, I find other people's accomplishments really motivating. So I often find myself thanking them for accomplishing stuff. <laughs> I did that to Sandy Kemper yesterday. I was like, thank you so much for raising all that capital. It's really inspiring. They probably read it and they're like, what, what is this guy talking about? But, <laughs> but, you know, with that, I mean, there's, you know, I, as I will often congratulate many of my peers or past guests on their accomplishments. They'll say, well, yeah, I'm excited to have just have gotten in because this is the fourth year that I've tried. And, you know, but with that, you got to keep after it. This is, uh, I think, entrepreneurship and startups are incredibly Darwinistic in that regard. You know, like they're almost built to, um, to weed out people that don't have passion, that don't really want it that bad. And the thing is, is you'll find on the other side of that, the people that are emerging and, and doing it, um, there, there's honestly, there's success demands payment in advance. So start writing checks, people. I mean, you've got are crazy, yeah. but they're the right yeah. kind of crazy to grow our economy right. and, and right. really shape our city. So we want to invest in them and support them. Right. And you know, the, that's the thing is that, that stuff's out there. So take a shot at it, people. Jim, thanks again for you know, joining me today and, uh, and, and giving us uh, a better education on social venturing and the program. So I look forward to everyone that's going to apply after listening to this. Thanks for having me. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. 
See you next time. Like we do it.